Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my pal, Teresa. Hi, Tease. Hi, Panda. What's new, Scooby-Doo? I uh, am suffering. It is peak time for Panda's allergies right now. ruh And... I, my eyes have been watering. I have been coughing much more than the normal amount I do as a person with asthma who still smokes. It, it is just awful. It is terrible. I probably sound weird right now. How are you, Teresa? I'm okay, but your wife just replied to the Bast tweet, so true, Basti. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, I hate it when they're funnier than me. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. Ah, that was really good. <laughs> oh, off to a good start today. <laughs> How's it going, Tease? I'm okay. My friend is getting married this weekend. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's been something exciting and delightful. I guess that could be my good vibe zone too, but. Are you a bridesmaid again or just Baby, I'm the maid of honor. <gasps> Ooh, again. And I am the only bridesmaid. So I took her on her bachelorette party. I got Ooh. to pick my own dress. What did you I, do for the bachelorette party? Uh, we went to Cape May, which is like the most this. southern tip of New Jersey. It's a beach town. Hmm. And we, the first day, we just did like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday, we did a, just, we kind of crashed into our Airbnb and we got dinner. And at the restaurant that we went to, there's a guy performing live music and he was playing Stand By Me. And I was like, what? No dedication to Prince Noctis? <laughs> And then Saturday, we went around to like all these little shoppies in the area because there's like an outdoor mall that's like Cute. this giant square that you could walk around. And they have like oh, beach towns be loving yeah, an for outdoor real. mall. Yeah, so there was like stuff anywhere from like a cheese shop to a beach bathing suit shop, boulangerie shop, restaurants, uh, bookstores, XYZ. So we just kind of like roamed around the stores and she got a bunch of stuff and I only bought myself one thing, but it was one really expensive thing. So it nice. was well-deserved. And then Sunday we got massages. So it was delightful. It was really great. I and don't know if I could let a stranger touch my body. You're so brave. It was bizarre. And I don't think I ever want to do it again. <laughs> and I accidentally severely undertipped my masseuse. I felt oh, so no. bad. I was driving home and not even. I was laying in bed that night and I had a realization that I way undertipped. I was like, oh my God. So I never can go back there ever again. <laughs> and I assume that the secretive network of massage people will warn each other about me so i don't think i can ever get a massage again but there was that and then um friday we leave for the wedding and saturday she's gonna get married so that's gonna be fun yeah. i i will say as someone who has worked in jobs where you were tipped i normally lost my scorn and forgot about the people who did not tip me within at least a day so you're that's probably good. gonna be fine Thank you. But I've been there. I once was in a situation where I was eating at a like sushi restaurant and mm -hmm. we like 
something happened and I like was not actually able to tip my server for some it's been it's been a really long time since this happened so I don't actually remember why I wasn't able to tip him but Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to tip the server but it was somewhere that I went like pretty frequently and the next time I went back I like looked for him and I like flagged him down and gave him $20 I one time was a dollar short from my lunch at a restaurant I was at and I felt so stupid because they didn't take card and I only had like it was like a nine dollar meal and then Mm. I only had like eight dollars on me or whatever and i didn't realize they weren't taking card i felt so bad but they were so good about it oh my gosh shout out to that mexican restaurant wherever you are yeah the the waiter at the sushi restaurant like he remembered me but he like barely remembered that i didn't tip or anything so it was fine. wow powerful Love that. have you been watching anything new and exciting i i don't think we got to talk about that yet <sighs> Well, I mean, I've been watching something new, sort of, for sure. Mm-hmm. As you somewhat know, I've been going through the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Yeah, baby. For an undisclosed podcast project that has not released an episode yet because Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 is going to be our first episode. Uh, and I... Are you telling me you're doing a Texas Chainsaw podcast without no. me? No, I'm doing a podcast where we happen to be watching Texas Chainsaw for the first episode. Oh, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, I now know what podcast this is. Never mind. I decided, no one asked me to do this. I decided that I was going to watch all of the Texas Chainsaw movies in leading up to watching 2022 because I'd only ever seen the first one and technically the new one takes place within the continuity of the first like Mm -hmm. three movies Mm -hmm. so yeah um i've i'm about halfway through that a little over halfway through and most of these movies are very bad most of these movies are not good uh i would say that the good stops at about texas chainsaw massacre 2 three and four are very weird but not good Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is very weird and good. 3 and 4 are very weird and not good. 4 has Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in it. That's so weird. He plays a... He plays, like, one of the like the family and he is, like, this insane psycho guy and he, like... He has this, like, one of his, like, behaviors that he does is he, like, cuts himself on, like, in random places with a knife. But, like, the effect is so bad and is so clearly just, like, the knife putting, like, red on his skin. Okay. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. And I just watched the 2003 Texas Chainsaw remake. It is not very good. Hmm. and i'm actually halfway through the prequel to that i got to a point last night where i was watching it and i was like you know i'm getting kind of tired i want to watch something fun before i go to bed (laughs) just for my my own peace and so i decided i would watch the rest of it later and i have not watched the rest of it yet so i'm chugging along most of these movies are very bad yeah i i think 
one and two truly are masterpieces in their own right. Yes. I, I love two very one. different, but two very different types very, of masterpieces. Very much masterpieces but, in their own individual ways. Yeah. That's really funny because I actually just listened to, I've been burning through podcasts like mcfucking crazy so you listen to Actcast finally i listen to Actcast. i listen to my year in mensa i still need to listen to that one i re-listened to all of no dogs in space before they started their second band for season two like Mm -hmm. within five months i re-listened to all of season one and the first five episodes of season two i was diseased (laughs) but i recently i've been going back to old you're wrong about episodes that I never listened to. So I listened to the episode about Ed Gein and what horror movies he inspired. Yeah. A lot about Texas Chainsaw. And like, I knew he was, but I just thought it was a really good conversation. I should re listen to that as part of my prep. Yeah. Any excuse to re listen to you're wrong about. I know. I re listened to the snuff film. Like, now I'm just re listening to weird podcast episodes that I really like. Like, I recently re listened to the maintenance phase snake oil episode and I re listened to the snuff films episode of you're wrong about as well oh i love so, maintenance phase i love maintenance phase and i even listened to today's new episode already mm-hmm. yeah me too i want yeah. i listened to it while i was doing dishes yeah and my tuesdays are pretty popping off in my podcaster feed so but neither one of my other two pods updated so i got to find out what's going on in the verse. so no so what else has been going on in the Tease Verse? What else has been going on in the Verse? I finally watched all of the Quentin Reviews <laughs> eight hour long Victorious video. <laughs> How do you feel? I You haven't watched any Victorious, I assume. I've never watched Victorious in my life. I'm the only person in my social circle that's actually watched Victorious that has I, also watched these videos. You are so brave and so fucking orange. <laughs> I was an iCarly. I was talking to my coworker about it today, actually, and I was saying how... I watched iCarly. I watched Hannah Montana. Uh, I, I didn't watch Drake and Josh. I didn't watch Drake and Josh. I never watched Wizards of Wav- Waverly Place. I never watched Sunny with a Chance. I never watched. I watched like some of Zoe 101, but like not. We did watch a lot of Zoe 101. Yeah, but not consistently enough to say like I was a fan of it. I never like I. I think for my whole life I have just been a little cartoon boy, and I just never. <laughs> wanted to watch live action television as a child so yeah i was mostly a cartoon kid but would like if there wasn't something on cartoon network that i wanted to watch i would settle for yeah for sick for teen sitcoms and also like there were some that i like watched with my sister so that was like like my sister and i both like really liked zoe 101 the thing about victorious is what you need to understand about teenage panda is that i thought victoria justice was very hot that's so respectable and understandable so between like her appearances in zoe 101 and iCarly, like when they gave her her own show i was just like hell yeah that's fair (laughs) 
I also finished, you know, a little TV series that you and I both love called uh, Yellow Jackets. Don't know if you yes. ever heard of it. <laughs> I have been basically like kind of on the edge of my seat waiting for you to get to the last two episodes because that everything goes really through. was struggling. My God bless my mom for like watching all these things with me because she sacrificed our Miss Maisel season three watching to watch Yellow Jackets. <laughs> so thank you, Neen. Thank you, Neen. She's like, let's just finish. She, she was um, drunk during the audience. She was like, we need to finish. We need to finish watching Yellow Jackets so we can watch Maisel. And I was like, okay. Ooh, so we, we've been on a crusade to finish Yellow Jackets. And I, so here's the thing about Yellow Jackets. I don't think, so like episode one and two, bangers. Episodes, I'm going to say eight, nine, ten, bangers. Three through seven, I was kind of like, please. I know. Please. I hope, like, I would like something to happen, please. But I love girls. Yes. So, so I was willing to sit through all of it. I loved all the needle drops in it. I thought it was very tasty. I mean, is it groundbreaking cinema? No. But I had a blast. I thought it was fun. And I am praying to God that season three is real and season two is real and it's my friend. Hell yeah. I am like so excited. Who's your best girl? Oh, that is really so difficult. Like, because like my initial impulse is to say like, natalie yeah. but in like my heart of hearts it really is misty who is my best i was gonna girl. say i know that we are um we misty are team stands. misty we are so team misty it's misty kind of did nothing wrong however i do have van disease i love, oh, I van, love van so, so much <laughs> van, and also van is extremely a tease character there's a scene in episode nine <laughs> I mean, I was texting you about this in episode 10 when Taisa says it to Van, where she's like, yeah, it is Van. Van, you believe that Sporty Spice is the most underrated yes. Spice Girl? And I was like shouting at the TV, she is! That's going too good for Mulder. I was like, she is! So I deeply feel a kinship to that funky little lesbian. Uh, absolutely. So 110%. And I'm like really scared because that means that if we haven't seen, I mean, beep, 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 spoilers. We know that how many of them are alive and I was so worried that she was dead after I, that. Literally. Uh. So now I'm wondering if she is still alive. I feel diseased and shout out to our Christian girl Laura Lee wherever she is. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Anything else we have to discuss? Oh real quick. Yeah. As just a last addendum on the uh -huh. Laura Lee talk, I, when I was watching that episode, it was right before bed and I had had um, a very special gummy mm -hmm. and it kicked in like right around when Laura Lee got into the airplane. So I went through the entire spectrum of human emotion watching that episode. I went through that spectrum of human emotion sober. Like... <laughs> I felt so It was emotional. just, it was very upsetting and very intense. Oh, 100%. I also saw Morbius in theater. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've been meaning to ask you about this because uh, the uh, aforementioned secret podcast that is going to be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is thinking about doing Morbius for a future episode. Do you want me to come on? <laughs> I will definitely talk I to you. In Dolby Theater, <laughs> opening night i saw it on friday night with Why? my 
gaggle of straight boys. Oh my god, it was terrible. Of course you. Uh, yeah, I, I should have. My the answer to my question was obviously straight boy John. Yeah, it was the whole. It wasn't just straight boy John. It was the whole straight boy collective. Wow. Of John, his pals, and me. Once in a while, I am privileged with an invite to a night with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and we all went to go see we all went to go see Morbius together. The how was Morbius? Oh my god, Ben, it was so bad. There's a scene in it where a cop is like, Dr. Morbius, your synthetic blood saved my arm in Afghanistan. And there's like, maybe I imagined it, but there's like a pause as if the audience was like supposed to cheer. <laughs> And, oh my god! And there's and like at one point, like a bunch of cops die in a scene, and one of the cops looks up and goes, "This is unforgivable." <laughs> and then there's a scene where Morbius is like, "You won't like me when I'm hungry." I lost my mind. Oh no! And like it's just so on the nose. Like there is a scene where Morbius and his love interest, other Matt doctor, Smith girlfriend no not that oh my god that's another thing that like they're in a diner together and of course the light lands on her to show that she's the good in his life while he's (laughs) shrouded in darkness under his hoodie sweater i'm like what the fuck dude and here's the thing about morbius is that in theory it should be a banger right like i fucking hate jared leto we all hate jared leto but i will admit he's a good actor i will say it He's a good actor. I wish he wasn't, but he is. And Matt Smith, all things considered, pretty good. Jared Harris, that's my dad. He's in Mad Men. He's in The Terror, two okay. of my favorite TV shows that are a part of my personality. That is and disgusting. yet, it was awful. It was so bad. I think it's pretty impressive that Jared Leto has managed to star in the worst DC movie and the worst yes. Marvel movie. Yes, yes. Now he has... Both of his toes tipped in the DC Cinematic Universe and the MCU. And I don't think they're going to let him back in to either after this. Perfect. As they shouldn't. They had a really sloppy, like, I'm in the Spider Multiverse end credit scene, which was fucking stupid. Even John was like, this is pointless. Why is this happening? (laughs) And it was just so bad. It was really bad. There was like... A lot of moments where I think at one point he eats a bullet. You mentioned that. I think he ate a bullet. I think in your letterbox my letterbox review? review, I did. I think he ate a bullet. Wow. Yeah. Well. So yeah, that's me. <clears throat> Against all odds, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts, and I do have a fake podcast idea for you, Tees. Unfortunately, we are. Tell me, Panda. This idea comes to us. This is just like the Gwen hits episode, I guess, because this idea comes to us from my dear wife, Gwen, and it is Perfect. a podcast about DVD menu special features. Ooh. Like I know. Stuff like that. And I mean, not even just that, like also just you don't really get a lot of DVD special features anymore because yeah. like everything is basically assumed that people are going to be watching it on streaming. And I mean, they probably are. So Baby, like, you gotta watch that Criterion Collection DVD is what you really gotta watch. But in general, like DVDs used to come with all sorts of like fun extras and like yeah. they would a lot of times have mm-hmm. like fun layouts and yeah. stuff like that. And 
there are a lot of like interesting DVD features out there that like people may mm-hmm. not know about. Like, yeah. uh, like, have you seen Galaxy Quest? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I mean, do you know anything about Galaxy Quest? It's a parody of Star Wars and Star Trek, correct? Yeah, mostly Star Trek. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, a real alien race in the movie, and they, like, their language is, like, mostly just, like, to us, to human ears, it sounds just like screaming, and so they use, like, a translator to speak English, but there's an audio track on the DVD for Galaxy Quest that is a dub of the movie entirely in, like, the alien screaming language. Oh, I love that. Did you know in DVD releases of The Ring, if you did a certain, like, if you press the down button twice on the menu or something like that, over the options, it would actually play the video so you could scare the shit out of people. Oh my god, no, I did Oh, TC, yeah. don't, I don't know if we've talked about The Ring. I, like, hyper-fixated on The Ring during, like, a year of high school. And Panda. I did not know this at all. How did we never talk about this? Because I love The Ring. I have, like, read all of the, like, Japanese books, like... Um, hello, Ring miniseries podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> we can't we can't get on this tangent because I will just talk about Sadako forever. But I, this can definitely be something that we consider we will, in a little bit. We will talk we will talk about the ring another time, I promise. Yes, because, definitely. Oh my god. But yeah, no, I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot. I mean, obviously the most iconic DVD menu of all time is in fact the Shrek 2 menu because you can in fact watch the fairy tale idol yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I have I have very vivid memories of watching those with my friends yeah, as a I child. Remember, I remember when DVD menus used to have like games on them and stuff like that. And I yes. I think this is such a I think this is such a good concept. Yeah. For preservation. I mean, I know there's always these big efforts to preserve movies and TV, but how often are people preserving what the menus look like? Yeah, and just I feel like this would also like just I guess spread greater awareness of like dvds that have some really cool stuff in them as we were recording this it was the revolutionary girl utana uh 25th anniversary of like the Mm -hmm. first episode this past weekend yeah and we watched over the course of two days we had like a big streaming event and one of the things that we ended up watching was from the original Blu-ray release of Utena in Japan. And it was the voice actress that played Utena's like audition tape for for the part. Wow. And I don't I don't know if you know, but like she actually died really young, rather tragically. And oh my God. Uh, like uh it was not in the grand scheme it was not that long after like finishing Utena so like it it was just big big crying hours in the stream could imagine yeah wow because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go go into 
all of the stuff about that tape. We can talk mm-hmm. about that later also. But yeah, 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 like there's just especially old DVDs. You used to have so much like content that mm-hmm. is just, you know, like behind the scenes stuff, interviews where like you're you're seeing and hearing stuff that like doesn't exist anywhere else because like they're not putting out these videos online anywhere Mm -hmm. like even though it would be really easy to do for a lot of streaming services like disney technically has a way to like look at uh like additional media that goes along with stuff on disney plus but like Mm. it's not always like it's not always organized very well, but yeah, I don't know. I just mi- I miss cool DVDs, Tease. I mm. used to rent DVDs from Blockbuster like r- constantly, and I used to buy discount DVDs from Blockbuster. I was constantly. gonna say, do you remember when Blockbuster used to have the discount DVDs because they were like their extra copies that they didn't need anymore? Oh yeah, because oh, I yeah. still have so many. Of I have those. so many movies that yes. I bought from like Blockbusters that I haven't Same. even seen. I was just like, well, like, I heard this was funny and it's $5. Exactly. And I'm 16 years old. Yeah, same. This is like geriatric corner. Yeah. (laughs) But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I love that. DVD menus and their associated special features used to be very cool. There Mm -hmm. are not as many of them as there used to be. And I, I mean, not to go keep going on this, but I really do feel like this, you're not the only person, we're not the only people that feel this way. Oh, absolutely. There was recently a article, my mom was telling me about it, I think in the Atlantic, Ooh. about the culture surrounding A24 merchandise. And my mom was talking about how that also includes their DVDs and their Blu-rays. And like, for instance, I own the midsummer director's cut mm-hmm. and the blu-ray the original blu-ray of midsummer and part of the charm of owning the director's cut is not only is it the director's cut and i just cringe love that movie mm-hmm. is that it also included essays it also included an art book i mm. purposely check used bookstores ucd stores for criterion dvds because criterion dvds usually include interviews and essays and posters and stuff like that so i do think that there is a tactile experience that you get from bonus content whether it be physical in a booklet or on the actual dvd itself Mm -hmm. i think it just adds for a richer experience and for people like yumi and gwen who just love knowing shit we can't help it (laughs) we just love to absorb things like little sponges the excitement of learning about like what a actor had to do like over five takes to get something done right it's just exciting for us like we just enjoy hearing about these things and learning about these things i I used to we're not the only people (laughs) i used to watch so many things with commentary tracks when i was Mm -hmm. younger just because like i wanted to know like what the actors and directors were like thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. during parts of the movie i just love cinema cinema and like even tvs and movies and stuff like that yeah also like there's a lot of value in like it doesn't happen as much uh cartoons almost ever because like Mm -hmm. children's entertainment doesn't consider like the collector's market to be unless it's like 
Avatar The Last Airbender targeting. or some shit. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of like big DVD box set releases with like extra mm. content and stuff. Yeah. Unless like it's really campaigned for by like the fan yeah. base. I actually just went through my DVD collection and put them all in a bag to not donate, but my mom's hairdresser recently just bought an RV and her kids are four and six. And she was like, do you have any DVDs for kids? (laughs) And my mom's like, all right, let me ask my own kid. So I was handing off some things that like, I definitely have sheer memories of as a kid. And definitely some of those fall into that category where they have like all these really special things in them like for instance the dvd release of wally was in that i mean i had a copy of like road to el dorado in there and Wee's big adventure and i was like yeah you know what screw it let these kids experience these dvds the way that i did it's it's (laughs) worth it let them have it yeah i actually even remember like the first time i got a dvd player and like the first dvd that i had and do you remember dvd screens actually used to have loading screens too for a long time we didn't even have an actual dvd player we just had a playstation 2 we were just buying dvds in the hopes that we would eventually just get a tv that could handle a dvd player I we had like a PlayStation 2 and that was essentially our DVD player for a long time that's what eventually became mine too it's like it's wild I was my god technology moved so much slower then yeah I was just thinking about how gradual the switch over from Mm -hmm. VHS to DVD was versus you used to be able to buy both at the same time Mm -hmm. I remember being able to buy CDs and cassettes for the same album yeah wow I'm sad now um do you have a a name for this I don't I know hmm let's think of a name let's brainstorm we haven't brainstormed one in a while that's true um about as seen on DVD Ooh, that's kind of fun. It's a little long, but I like it's, it. I okay, I can respect that. I like maybe I want to call it like not menu manufacturers. Menu madness. <laughs> that no. sounds like a Neopets game. <laughs> it does. I was gonna say maybe something like there's something, there's something here. Okay. I was thinking about the word archaeologist. DVD arc. Kyvia, no. <laughs> um, Bitty archaeologist. Video. Like video archaeologist. Yeah, video. I mean, you could just call it DVD digs. DVD DVD digs is good. I could get behind that. Maybe something like even I could even see having a little bit more of like inside jokey name like video store dollar bin or something like that Ooh, yeah but then also i feel like that might give the connotation of you just digging through the dvd bin sure and not like actually the menu the idea is talking about the menu itself you know or the special features yeah i mean you could call it just um special features yeah special special future feature viewing special feature features you know <laughs> That wasn't a word. Yeah, you heard it here first. That's that's his name. <laughs> I'll try to capture that in letters when I go to make the name for this episode. Uh, F-S-H. So kind of like the word fish, but without the I, I think. Okay. So it's more like your F and your S okay. go together instead of the in it. I see. Yeah, that's how I would spell it. 
All right. I think we got this one. Yeah. So now I know it's time. Play that jingle, Panda. Yeah, bitch. It's time to go to the good vibe zone, Tease. What have you brought to the good vibe zone for me? I guess my good vibe zone is that my friend's getting married. <laughs> and mm, I'm, I'm you so did already mention that. I know. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, you know what? Actually, I'm going to talk about the thing that I bought for myself while I was at Cape yeah. May. So when I was in Cape May, I went to, I went inside of a estate jewelry shop and i love funky old jewelry i am an this avid, is known yes i'm an avid earring wearer my grandfather was a jeweler in the 60s up until the 90s so there's a lot of really cool funky costume jewelry pieces in my family we all kind of trade around jewelry and we all borrow it from each other so jewelry has been something that's very personal to me so i I am not afraid of looking at stuff, even if I very rarely wear it. So while I was in this shop, I saw a 14 karat gold salmon pendant. Wow, that is and very T-score. I was like, oh my God. And the woman who was running the shop kind of was like looking at me like, what the fuck is this child doing here? Like she clearly thought that I would just like was way in over my head. And I just... Uh, like we just kind of walked in out of curiosity like i think she was expecting me to like be disappointed that there wasn't like 20 dollar piece of shit earrings yeah. in there or whatever but there was the salmon and then there was another other it was another fish pendant but the salmon spoke to me on a deep deep level <laughs> and so i was like you know what let me think about it like this is only like the first set of shops like let me seriously think about it so we're walking we're walking we're walking and um my friends like are you really going to spend that much money on that? And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> like I was doing one of those <laughs> and I decided against it. But what happened was my friend actually left one of her bags in another one of the shops. So we like kind of, you turned it back over to the shopping area. My friend went to go pick up her bag and I said, you know what? This is fate. I'm going to go pick up the fish pendant. Sometimes and the universe sends you a sign. It really did. And I walked back into that shop. That woman was shocked. I walked back in <laughs> to get that fish. And I was like, I want the salmon. And I. Give me that fish. I was like, give me it. Give me it. So I watched it. And my God, he is a banger. I love it. I wore it on Saturday. You have I got want... to send me a picture. Oh, I will. And I can't stop saying fish and girl swag when I wear it. <laughs> Because I was joking to several friends of the show that I was going to wear it with a black turtleneck the way that Christian girls do wearing a cross. Please. And I did. I wore it with a turtleneck shirt that I have. Incredible. <laughs> my fish and girl swag was showing you so hard. You are an icon. Thank you. So I think my good vibe zone is that I bought something really nice for myself that made me really happy. You deserve it. It's going to be something that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah, that's me. What about you? My good vibe zone is that after we finish this recording, I'm going to be going and watching the first episode of Our Flag Means Death with a friend of mine. And I'm very excited about it. Hell yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I figured because if you had, I would be hearing about it. Oh, you know that I would never shut the fuck up. You never do. Yeah. 
but I'm very excited Thank about you. it. I've been hearing a lot of good things, and I mean, Taika Waititi never misses, so. Yeah, um, I don't know about that one. Okay, but... well, I also haven't seen everything, so. That's true. I didn't I... see Jojo Rabbit. I didn't like Jojo Yeah, I was thinking that's what you meant, because I yeah. forgot that I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit I still. I didn't like, I know a lot of people liked it, and I know there's good reason to like it, but I didn't. And that's okay. Sometimes okay. it happens. It's okay not to it's like things. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's that's what's bringing me good vibes this week. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. You should definitely also watch it soon. Yes, are you, I will. Are you going to try to get Neen to watch it with you? I, you know, it would be the <laughs> please, ultimate. Please. It would be the ultimate. <laughs> The so ultimate good. meme commentary. Oh, it would be so good. They seem like such good friends. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Consider it. I might. I might. I might. After Maisel, maybe. Yeah, maybe after Maisel. But we also were watching Hannibal. You, yeah, you still haven't finished Hannibal. We still haven't finished Hannibal. So maybe, I don't know if I could put her through that. I was thinking about putting her through like Gentleman Jack or something like that. I have not seen that. That is more lesbians. Um, oh, you know, actually, now that you literally say that, I have heard of it. I just forgot about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. So listeners. Maybe. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Tease, where can people find you online? You can find me at Twitter under Vicunia. That's V-I-C-U-N-A-D. Um, you could find us online a lot of places like Twitter, which is Fresh Pod Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tumblr, which I'm not going to say it because I don't remember the password. One day you'll get back in there. One day. Honestly, I hope that there's like a bushel of messages <laughs> waiting for God, us. That would be the best, wouldn't it? Huh? That would be so fucking funny. But it won't happen. You could also email us ideas for podcasts at Fresh Pod Market. It's Fresh Podcast G- Market. Thank you. Fresh Podcast Market at gmail.com. And Panda, who produced our show? That is my wife, Gwen, who also made our theme song, which you can find uh, their music at uh, hopefully not badlib on soundcloud.com. They're also on Bandcamp. All right, uh, Tease, thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Panda. Everybody, it's time to go watch that gay pirate show. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-